Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Generally Speaking. I'm Bryce McElhaney. Still trying to figure out which camera to look at. I think this one can see me. Today joining me is Cece Simon. How's it going, Cece? Pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm super glad you were able to join me today. Me too. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. I, I think I met you when I was like, I'm going to say like 15. Yeah. 15 or 16 years old. When I was 18, 19. Really? Something like that? No, I think you're like two years older than me. Then 17. You were 17 years old? Mm-hmm. Something. And look at us now. Here look, we are. Here we are. I'm super glad you're here. No, we were just talking a little bit about, uh, about your uh, kind of path and like multimedia work. And uh, obviously, it's kind of what I've gotten into too. And I'm like yeah. always glad to see your work because I was, yeah. I don't know, it's a really great feeling to see you kind of get into the same field. I know. It's it's nice to have someone in, that, in the same field to talk about that with because it's not very, it, it's common to an extent, but not in certain directions, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. are you at UCO now or? In the fall. In the fall. Yes. How's that looking for you? I am full-time, and so I'm working full-time and school full-time and photography full-time. Well, eh, part-time. So a lot. But I like to stay busy. I like to stay busy, too. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, I, I'm so uh, project-oriented nowadays. Even when I'm not working, I feel like I'm working. Um, it's kind of like a habit at this point. But if, you'd like, if you're not busy, you feel like you have to be doing something. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. Like, I, I think I'm addicted to publishing. I think that's what it is. I think ever since I uh, was a first uh, a student reporter, mm-hmm. and, and I like put my name attached to some words, and it was like, wow, this is scary, but this is really powerful. This is really cool to be the feeling of being published. I don't know. I think I got kind of addicted to it, but it's um, a good feeling. I mean, like your work is out there. It's, it's a great feeling. And your work is just spreading out there. I mean, you're doing photography as well. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about that. Um, it started back when I was at the Pioneer last year. I was handed a camera and just told to go shoot some pictures as far as like events. And like mm-hmm. at, at that point, it was the Women's March that was happening and taking off. And mm. I got a lot of good pictures that they were very powerful in my opinion. And after that, I just got addicted to capturing moments that aren't always seen, that you don't always see on your own until you pause for a minute and you catch something really special. Absolutely. That, I mean, that is the power of photography. I never, um, I totally understand photography and what I could get out of it. But for me personally, I've just never felt the, like, there's a satisfaction to it for me when I get the perfect photo, mm-hmm. but it does not compare to the anxiety I have when I'm doing it. And it's really weird since I'm so video oriented. I play with cameras all the time. Right. But I just don't have that same like itch or like, I don't know, satisfaction with getting the perfect image. But I've seen a lot of your work and I think you did one of the Arts Fest that was there. Is that true? I did. I remember seeing that and I was like really impressed. Thank you. It was, I think that was the huge National Arts Festival downtown in OKC. And I didn't know the, the, the detail of an arts festival, but it's, I talked to each artist like around, not every single one, but a few. And they travel for, to multiple, like if you're a freelance artist mm-hmm. and you get to enter into these contests, like you're selling your work and you're booking your booth and if you try to rent a studio, they take 50, most studios will take 50% of your earnings. That's quite a lot. Exactly. But with each picture, though, that I got, like, you could just tell how proud they were and just how excited they were to be there. And I think that's more special to me. And, you know, I, I wish they made more money on their work, but it's, it's a really, like, juggling career. Oh, yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah. I mean, putting yourself out there even has got to be terrifying. And also just saying that uh, I had to do that same kind of gig where I took photography of artists' work and there it's such a varied reaction from the artist because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of people out there who do not want you to, you know, 
um, show off their work. Not at all. They, they, a lot of them, I, you have to walk up and ask permission, which that's just something you're, uh, that's, uh, that I'm learning with with camera work is you have to get permission to walk up before you can just snap a picture. Like, you know, most people are in the back of like a concert making a video or taking a picture and you don't even like think about it. Yeah. But when you're going up to someone's work, it's almost the same thing you forget that you're taking someone else's work and you could put, if you're a shady person, you could take a picture and sell it to someone else. Yeah. But it's just a common courtesy that I kept forgetting. Yeah. But now I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. The art world is weird to me. I mean, it's, it's fascinating how it works. I think it's crazy how the auctioning system or like just the money that is shared within art. But every time I've ever seen a piece of art where I was like, I would love to buy that. It's been like $700. I know. It's like, okay. I don't get... You don't want to diminish their work. Not at all. Or the value of the work. You Not totally understand, like, this is what... They put their heart and soul into this, on mm-hmm. this canvas or whatever it may be. But it's like, I, the everyman, I don't think, can afford that. No, not at all. Which is why it's such a struggling yeah. career path. Because you have to anchor it so high when only half of the people can afford that. Right. So you grew up here in Norman. Yeah, well, I, a little bit in Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it in Norman. Yeah, I mean... You're, Mainly Norman. You're not living in Norman anymore. No, I live in OKC now. How long have you been living there? Two years. How would you compare? I mean, what do you, what do you like about it? Um, I like... It's nothing against you, but I like not running into people I know. Oh, that no, I totally get that. I feel like... Uh, I don't feel like I run into people I know. But I work at home, so... <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I just go yeah. grocery shopping and like sometime, like once a month I go to the gym. Exactly. Like... <laughs> With OKC, like, I've built up enough friendships where it's starting to become, like, the norm to run into people. But Norman, I felt like I couldn't even make a corner without running into everyone I knew from high school. Oh, that's what everyone knows about you, too, is that you know everyone. That's what we would joke about. I know. And, like, I'm not, like, famous or anything. No, you no. totally are. No, if no. We, every single time <laughs> Riley and I would be hanging out with you and Norman, we knew we would see at least like two or three people and be like, CC, like, you know, and talk with you. And it's like, it, it blew my mind hanging out around you, especially the first couple times we hung out. I had no idea that you were this person that everyone knew. It was nuts. I mean, you were kind of like, you were a little bit in the music scene. I mean, how did you, you were just around, I guess. I like, it's just so weird how high school opened like networking doors, like early, like you don't even know what networking means in high school until you're like, you walk around and everyone is starting to recognize you. And it's not in like this like hurrah, hurrah, like look at me thing. It's more of just like when you join a community and like the music community, everyone knows who you are because right. you're, you've become a part of their system in a way. Yeah. Same with photography, same with journalism, journalism. Yeah. Like you just mesh with these like, I guess, crock pot of people. That's yeah. the best way to describe it. And even now, like, I'll go down, like, some of the Norman people are flowing to OKC for music, which is amazing. It's a smart move because Norman is so limited mm-hmm. in some ways because... In the, in the music scene? Mm-hmm. For, as far as venues. Okay. Yeah, sure. OKC, it's, they're broadening more. Yeah. But now it's, it's like, more chill for me to just walk out the door and not have to, like, worry about... Not that I, like, hate anyone from high school. Sure. It's just, like, it's maybe... It's probably good to, like, feel like you've gotten away. Yeah, like, I'm growing up and, like, that chapter is closing. And I think the older I've gotten, I felt like in high school I was a hard extrovert. Like, I'm talking... Like, I felt like I was over-the-top extrovert in high school. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, I'm, like, a hard 50% introvert, 50% extrovert now. Where I could just totally go home and just 
shut the door, Netflix, cats, food, and <laughs> like, we're good. Like, I do nothing else. But then there's other moments where, like, I crave, like, human connection. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's human. You're, you're being human. That's all it is. Yeah, I can't really tell where I'm at with it. I think I've always been pretty strongly introverted. I don't know. Like, I'm really good, you know. I don't know. People have these ideas or connotations with the word introvert and extrovert, and mm-hmm. I don't think I fit either of them because I think, I think I've learned I am an introverted person. I get, um, it was explained to me, like, do you get your energy from being around other people or do you get your energy from being alone? And I was like, oh, definitely alone. Yeah. Introvert. Right. Um, that being said, I love being around people. I can definitely hang around people and have a good time. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. Like, I just remember, especially, like, when I first met you and Riley like we were, I felt like we were all such a balance because Riley's a hard extrovert to he's me. He's a hard extrovert. He's like a he's a he's like a puppy dog in like the best of ways. He just, exactly. He's a very, he gets very excited around people and like and he's lovable. In the he same is way. like yeah. he's just he's just such good energy. And then you're the you're like you're not bad. Energy. No, I'm totally. You're the opposite. You could say no. whatever. I I feel like I am. Bad no, energy. you're not bad energy. You're like the mellow energy. Uh, so I'm like a cat that's like kind of indifferent towards you, but yes. like I'll love you if you <laughs> if you feed me. Yeah. If yeah, you, yeah. Feed me, come on. Yeah, and then I felt like once we all we were just kind of like a yin and yang combo. Yeah, we were all just kind of like the perfect amount for each other. Yeah, yeah. If if it wasn't for Riley, I probably wouldn't have hung out with nearly as many people and did that kind of thing. So he's such a social butterfly. He is. Yeah, he loves people, and I think that's great. And like, I I love people too. You know, that's why I'm doing this. I just want to connect with people, see exactly. how you're doing. So like, generally speaking. Oh, I didn't even mean to say that. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. That was dumb. How are you? How are you doing? Like, how's life? Life is ever-changing. Um, it's just a lot has changed, I'd say, in the last year. Uh-huh. So for three years, I was at this job nonstop, and I, th- and I kept feeling like, you know, there's potential to, like for growth, uh, change. Was it kind of a dead-end job? No, it, it was a medical office. I was a front desk. Okay. And eventually, I got offered an opportunity um, that offered growth, but then it just wasn't what it played out to be. Mm. But with every closed door, another one opens, right? Right. So it was just good timing, and I landed where I am now, and we're moving to a new place on the south side, and then school, and... It's it's just a lot of change in one sitting, but it's not a bad thing. Very nice. Yeah, you're you're also like commuting all over the place. It seems like so you're going to be living in the South Side. You got to go to UCO for school, and you're working in Norman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a triangle. Yeah. I've, I've been there. Yeah, I've been in the triangle before. Yeah. Different towns, kind of similar situation. Right. Exactly. And the good thing about this job is in the fall, whenever I start school, is I can have the. Di- I'm only taking one day of being on campus. Yeah. Where the rest is online. So they're giving me that day to work remotely, and then I can do the rest. That's on great. Campus. Yeah, I think. So this is. Uh, so I just graduated in December. Congratulations! Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been weird, uh, but yeah, I work from home, basically all the time, and it's. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I didn't know how I would feel about it. Like I wasn't sure if it would be too lonesome or like I wouldn't want to. I don't know. It's fantastic. I do all of my work. I do all of, I go out, I do video, I shoot video, shoot some photos. I come back home, I edit it, I send it to the people it needs to be sent to. Uh, We discuss everything through email. Um, It's fantastic. It's just really nice. I feel like uh, it's like been really important to me to work on my own time and to feel like I have uh, like flexibility just in my day, just to like 
I don't know. Not saying I lounge around a lot, but just knowing I can if I need to. Like if I need to take a walk in my backyard, mm-hmm. I can do that. And, right. And it's like your home. You're, you know, you can step outside. You can breathe. Um, I love to maintain this lifestyle, and I think it's like a really exciting time, just because it's seeming more uh, of an available kind of thing. Like this, this avenue of work and life kind of it, it seems like it's merging more, and I think there's more jobs that you can do from home just thanks to the internet. So, Oh yeah. Like I, if I had the option, like for any future gig that I get to work from home, I would take it Yeah, just because I, I, I feel like I can get a lot done. Yeah. I feel like I get a lot more done. Yeah. I think I tend to freak out in an office setting, like a, maybe a cubicle or something. It's a, there's a structure to it and I have to find my own structure here. That's, I think that's what I was scared of. It's not finding that, that structure and where I could like, uh, I don't know, have the self-discipline to like do it. But honestly, I wake up every day, even when I'm not supposed to work. And I think, what am I supposed to do today? And I get straight to it. Um, but so I've sort of like associated this like anxiety to, oh, if you're not working, then you're going to freak out, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's kind of a good thing for me, but I could see how it would like kind of vary for other people. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, do you do video? Okay. So are you an editor? You said, um, I mean, I do video editing. I shoot video oh, cool. and I edit video. Cool. Yeah, right now I'm working on a uh, documentary series for uh, Southwest Oklahoma City for the, the have you heard of the uh, uh, historic Capitol Hill District? Yes. Yeah, kind of up and coming. And uh, they are, uh, I mean, it's, it's been there forever. It has a, such a rich history, historic. And uh, they're kind of reinventing the district. It's kind of it's, it's kind of reshaping itself and, and reevaluating, like, who are we? What are we doing here? You know, like, what can we be? What can we become? Because they were once this uh, very lively and thriving area. Uh, we've been working on that since the beginning of the year, uh, doing a documentary series. So we're doing six episodes throughout this year. Cool. That'll be released pretty soon. There's been a lot of work going on with that. That's and, really cool. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's the dream for me. It's it's honestly just a dream. Like I didn't think that would be something I would be doing straight out of college. Is uh, you know just being able to walk up to some people and 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 be like, I want to do a documentary series for you, and them saying, Yeah, okay, let's do that. It's been fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is the dream. Like for me especially, I think like the more I've gotten into filmmaking, I realize I'm not super heavy into uh, <clears throat> like filmmaking i'm into documentary filmmaking right <laughs> i think it's just because of my journalism background i'm obsessed with just talking to people and getting to know them and finding these like human moments um mm-hmm. in people i just love i love real stories oh yeah and every time i've ever tried to do a uh, a script written storyboarded film it's like falling through just mm-hmm. because it's so hard and you don't have you don't have the resources and you don't have the actors. No, like for, <laughs> I did a film class with Rick Lippert, another name drop, but he was my favorite professor of all time. Yeah. With, yeah. With had, his wife. I had him also. Yeah. He, he was the best. Him yeah. and him and Gwen Lippert are the best. Absolutely. And they still, uh, well, at least Gwen hugs me if she sees me. Still. Every time yeah. she's like, they're just, they're goals as people. Like uh-huh. they're who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Rick is, for his class on our final, we had to do like just this big five, four minute video. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did, um, a video essay. So no script. Wow. And I just had to do an outline out of my head. What was it about? Um, it was about a girl coming home who was recapping her childhood where she came home to find her parents deported. Wow. 
Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. Wow, that's a big, that's a big assignment. It was really big. It I did it in two days. Wow. I but I also mapped it out hard. Like I didn't just I knew exactly how I wanted it mm -hmm. from the get go. I knew exactly how I wanted her to be, how I wanted like flashbacks to be. I just knew exactly how I wanted to frame that, and. With that hard work, I like I won first place in the in one of the journalism programs. Congratulations! Yeah, I worked. It was just like those moments. Not even the I don't disregard the award. Yeah, just being able to portray a story, whether it's that powerful or just someone else's. Like I see your point. Like it's an awesome feeling just to see that and then see people's reaction. Well, th those were my favorite mo moments in reporting is if you were able to, at the end of the day, you were like, I told someone's story and it really mattered. It mattered to them and it mattered to a lot of people who read it. And I think just making it more digestible with video, that's kind of been my goal is, is like, okay, yeah, a lot of people like to read and reading is a very valuable thing, you know, writing but if I can condense this information into a very easily digestible, digestible type of uh, medium mm -hmm. that people can get within like two to five minutes, mm -hmm. you know, that's the perfect medium for me. That's how I gather all my favorite yeah. <laughs> information, I think. You know, that and radio. I, I love audio also. But Radio was a fun time. I, I worked for uh, 104.5 for a summer. And it was a really good time. Sick. Yeah. Man, you you done so much stuff I didn't even know about. Yeah, yeah like I I did I'm I wanted to do as many widespread things because I'm still kind of trying to find the path that makes me the most happy. Mm. I love audio. I've yeah. always loved audio, whether it's singing, whether it's like literally podcasting. Well, you, or... you have a lot of experience recording. Mm -hmm. I mean, just from music. Yeah, it's just it was a fun time and the funny thing is when I walked in there so like they're an amazing group of people that work for 104.5 and when I walked in I would they go okay so what do you like to do for radio what are you like experienced in what do you not are you just completely new on like the radio threshold and I was like well I have audio background like okay cool we're gonna make you host I'm like okay, okay. wow so I co-hosted with uh, DJ K Unique and just did that for three months every single day ran the board had her where she was uh, like on site for certain events and I would just pull her in. It was just, it was like the best experience. If you ever want to do radio, intern there because I took away so much from just so many talented individuals yeah. that I can take that with me forever. It's just, it was just, I can't like stress enough how great it was. I think not getting into radio was one of my regrets throughout my college career, but it just wasn't really something that presented itself to me. I think I said yes to so many things and it's because of that same reason that you, you kind of, you were, you're finding out what exactly makes you happy when you're dealing with media today, you have several different uh, roads that you can go down with it. Oh yeah. And so it is, a, it was a giant question for me that I had to find the answer for and it took me my entire college yeah. experience to, to really figure out like is still what is it that I like doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's changed just about every single year. Um, but it's, it's cool. I think what is good is, is knowing that you are adaptable, that you put your foot into kind of each, you know, door a little bit. And you're like, I got a little taste of this. I got a little taste of this. I know I can do these things if mm -hmm. I need to. So I focus so much on adaptability that I kind of forgot to ask myself, like, what is it that you really want to do? Oh, yeah. Like, if anything, testing each of these things. Riley's so. Hey, man. How's Riley. it going? Riley. He looks... You just came back from work. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm in all these shots. Yeah, man. 
Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I know with testing each thing, um, if anything, it kind of gave me more like, do I want to do that? Could I see myself doing that? Mm -hmm. With radio, I love it, but I could not do that forever. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's like, it's not fun. Uh-huh. It's a very, for me, for my personality, I have just like naturally, like I think it's because I'm so like preamped. I have anxiety all the time. Sure. And so when I walked in, the, when I walk in, you have to be ready to just do sporadic things. I've seen them in action and it gave me anxiety just seeing how like the, even the switching on the board and like, he, you know, this guy was like amping himself up as he was speaking mm-hmm. and kind of animating his body yes. and contorting it to like produce these sounds. It was this kind of, voice. it was kind of magic. It is. And no, radio is a very, you have to be a very special person to love, do radio all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And you also have to have timing flawlessly yeah you can't you can't be off like any timing for radio yeah, that's why i don't play music yeah i no. just don't i like i think if i really wanted to i could play the bass but i'm so terrified of not being consistent with the rhythm mm-hmm. that i just don't do it like i think the anxiety builds up to me as i'm playing yeah so it's, it's like, that's how i was with performing it's just like <laughs> like yeah. just the fear of it and <laughs> it's the same thing with radio like you have to watch the clock and if you're like a few seconds off you're on your dead air yeah it's just high pressure and i can't editing and producing i could do mm-hmm. but being on editing air and producing the audio mm-hmm. i would love that exactly i could do that fine but dj i can't right for me it's not for me i was a great time co-hosting though yeah. i love that experience i think having someone there mm-hmm. also like kind of guiding with you and mm-hmm. balancing that time it's different but doing it alone i don't know how you do it so you feel completely comfortable with like the whole process of photography with like shooting it and then editing it like mm-hmm. do you get that same kind of satisfaction that you would out of like audio yeah like for photography i like it because it's on it's on my own time i make what i want happen mm-hmm I, like I direct people, whether it's, you know, head, you know, tilt your head or, you know, angle this way, or I wa- I literally walk over and just put them where I want. Yeah. It's just under my control. Maybe I'm a control freak. That's probably what it is. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good control freak. You have to be one yeah. for that. Yeah. That makes sense. But editing, I enjoy because you're bringing that picture into like, not better light, but just a you want you turn it into what you want. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. That's what photography is, is you turn this picture into what you want. Yeah. I mean, do you know exactly what you are looking for or what it is that you want when you're doing it? No. It's always kind of... Yeah, like, um, I think I... it's Before each shoot, okay, it's going to be super cheesy, but I go on Pinterest like an hour or two before. Yeah, it's just, a source of all inspiration. It is. Just, right. No, I don't go. <laughs> I get you, I get you. Yeah. It's like, I just go on there just because every photographer has their own eye. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me inspiration. Okay, how could I do that with this person? Nice. With this person? Okay, how can I put my own twist on it? Things like that. Well, that's perfect because I do the same thing with video. And I think that, um, I mean, it's said that you can only be a great writer if you read a lot of books. I think the same thing, it translates absolutely to video, translates to filmmaking, translates to photography, all mediums. I think you can only really perfect it if you are uh, digesting it on a regular basis and, and you know, no, understanding what it is that these other people did to make it what it is. My cousin, who's a professional photographer, he used to do work for National Geographic. He's like, he's crazy. He's insane. Yeah. But he was kind of like coaching me a little bit when I was first getting into it. And he recently talked to me and said, if you don't wake up thinking about the thing that it is that you're passionate about, is, is it what you should really be doing? And I was like, 
Damn, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Scott. Yeah, that's deep, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, he's right, though. Like, if you, okay, say you wake up to a job and you have no energy towards it. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just like, I have to wake up and do this every day. And it's just like a nine-to-five gig. Yeah, I'm terrified of that. Exactly. Like, Like, I'm still terrified of that. And it's not something that won't happen to someone in their life. But you also have to go through your train of doors until you find the right thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like everybody has dreams. Everybody has their aspirations. So like you know that feeling of what you want when you wake up. Yeah. You just have to get there. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's cool. So like you started Sierra Simon Photography, obviously. Mm -hmm. So is that like your official brand? That is my brand. You've never gone by Sierra? Never. And I've I've called you Sierra and you're like, dude, don't call me Sierra. So like what's up? (laughs) Is it just more? Come on. Okay, when you say CC Simon Photography, yeah, it's a lot of s in there. Uh-huh. With Sierra Simon, I, to me, okay, if I want my own business, if I want to step away from like just being like an amateur photographer, I don't want to come off informally. Sure. So I want to be formal with everything that I do. So I'm using my real name, which is still weird, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have hesitation using my name for anything just because... Uh, I mean, obviously you do it when you're writing and you're publishing it, but it's like my last name is like, no one knows how to really pronounce it when they're reading it. And, they, and if I say it to them, they don't know how to spell it. So I always feel like it's like this weird conversation I have to have with people. Oh, always. It's yeah. a constant conversation. So like what exactly, what kind of projects do you have lined up right now? Well, I just did a photo drawing and I got five individuals to do a photo shoot. So it's a variety. So like couples, um, families, things like that. And I have... Um, and I have a, my first wedding shoot in the fall. That sounds, I mean, I've heard those are pretty intense. They are. It's like an all-day thing. And then I have a uh, gender reveal later on. Very nice. Just like, the just same a, couple? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, hey, Surprise! You're, you're, that's a great package. <laughs> <laughs> Two on one. <laughs> no, it's like, I just have a, like, mainly photography for right now is what I have. Is just five, I have, now I have seven photo shoots this month. Mm-hmm. A couple next month, and then that's when August kind of like unloads a few more, and then September I have a few more. Yeah. So it's slowly building up, and I my goal is to get more equipment because I want more efficient pictures. That's where I'm at, man. Oh, that's the whole that's the whole goal right now. I'm I'm I can't wait until uh, I don't want to get into it, but there's this really nice camera coming out in September, and I'm buying it. Uh, yeah, you it's are. A really nice video camera. Do you have a preference on your equipment right now? Um, or, I. What are you using? Right now I'm using a Nikon 7200. Okay. And I don't, I love Canon. That's what I started on. Yeah. Um, but with Nikon, I liked the color more. Yeah, see that's interesting. I haven't played around with Nikon really enough to be able to fairly compare it to Canon. I just stuck with Canon because it was like, and I'm glad I did mm-hmm. um, for my specific camera because it has like the flip screen. It's mostly for video. Yeah. You can do photography with it. I love the diversity of the, the, the equipment. You're able to do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next camera I'm getting does not do photography at all. Really? So it's just, I mean, it, you probably can, but it's just that you don't have, um, it's like mirrorless. So mm-hmm. it's just digital. You just go off the screen. You don't have a viewfinder. You're not oh. looking through the viewfinder. It's just right there. And I don't want to take photos anyway. So Fair. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. So, like, what else, what, what other kind of equipment do you use? Well, I have a light kit. I haven't used that yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the situation. A lot of people want to do outdoors, mm. so I'm good there. Oh, I got to... Go. You, you need to look up this girl's work, uh, this, this woman. 
her name is, I believe it's Kat Wilson. Okay. With a K. Okay. We ran some of her photos in the New Territory magazine, mm-hmm. and she um, has this incredible series uh, called Habitats. Ooh. Yeah. Look it up. She, you could tell she's using a light kit, like in a in a room, but it every story it almost looks similar to uh, the Last Supper, nice. like the, the coloring, if that makes sense. Yes. And um, it's it's weird how she's able to capture the light the way she does. I'm not. I'm not an expert on lighting, and I'm not sure how she works with it in the post-process. But you can tell that she asks these people, uh, she asks them, like, hey, can I come into your house and set up these lights, and let's take a photo of your family. And so the one that sticks out in my mind is this family. They have, like, a four-year-old boy shirtless, you know, and uh, there's, like, a little girl in between the parents and another little girl off to the right or left, you know. And the house looks like a mess. There's clothes everywhere. It's very real. It's a very real family setting. Like, they did not prepare at all, but that's the point. And it's sort of, like, focusing on environment. And it, I don't know. It's incredible. The lighting, awesome. The lighting is incredible just because it looks like a classic painting. I'm going to creep on her. Yeah, Kat Wilson. Check it out. She's really talented. <laughs> really talented. Name drop. Kat Wilson. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, I got, I had to upload some of her work on our website, and it was, uh, I just, I ended up looking at her personal website and looking at all of the stuff that she did, and it was just incredible. That's awesome. I'm going to creep on her now. I'm, yeah. I want to look up her stuff. Yeah. So. Um, other stuff, though, I'm looking up a, for a backdrop, because I want to do more headshots. Mm-hmm. I want more lenses. For sure. I want a portrait lens. That's my next one. For sh- I, that's what I need. Right on. I think I've heard uh, a really great one is the, uh, what is it called? Is it called the 50, Nifty 50? Nifty 50. That's what they call it. That is correct. I don't have a Nifty 50. <laughs> I have a pancake lens. Have you heard of that one? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it and uh, I don't regret it at all. I've used it in low light situations because it's able to, uh, it, it, you, it's more helpful in low light situations, but it's not super helpful for me and most of the time but the nifty 50 i've seen people take photos with them take portraits and it just seems awesome like i'm just so curious about lenses i'm still learning about equipment with my mm. camera like i just know what i have and i I'm st- i don't even know the names honestly i just like big lens little lens and that's sure i mean but i know which one takes a more clear picture in certain situations and i'm still learning i'm just learning the photography lingo and just winging it all yeah and it turns out great <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I just know what it does or what it does for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm still collecting a bunch of equipment. And since I've been out of college, that's been my focus is this year just focusing on professionalizing my gear, like professionalizing myself with my gear. Mm-hmm. So I went through college all through with one camera, hardly any uh, attachments for it. I got like a $20 shotgun mic on the top of it for recording sound, obviously, and then uh, like a really cheap uh, tripod. It's it, all of this was really like I mean, twenty dollar microphone, sixty dollar tripod, and the camera was obviously the biggest expense. And I bought some lenses for it also, and I, I got some for like Christmas and stuff like that. That was nice. really nice. But now I'm realizing like, okay, I'm actually like getting a normal paycheck. I'm not doing half of my work for free, or you know, more than half of it for free, which is you know, incredible. So I've been trying to like let go of my money more and like be like, okay, I can afford this. Like you can, right. you can get nicer stuff. Right. That's I'm such a penny pincher mm-hmm. and I'm just like, Amazon has a sweet deal versus like researching. I'm like, Oh look, 50% off discount. Like, yeah. no, I'm still, I'm still learning like also like what fits my camera and also what would work with film as well. Yeah. Eventually I would love to get a film camera because I, I love filming. Like that project that I mentioned was 
like it was a game changer for me and made it, me appreciate film more. Yeah. I don't know what I would film yet. I don't know if it'd be a short film, a mini documentary, a docu series. I don't yeah. know. Hit me up. I'm I'm planning on doing like kind of like a docu series if that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, later in the year, I'm going to be doing a couple projects when I get this new camera. I'm nice. Really excited, but what kind of camera is it? <sighs> the camera. It's a Blackmagic 4K pocket cinema camera. Now, I said all those words. Mm -hmm. It varies in which order you say them, but that's what it is. If you Google all those words, that's the camera. It's a Blackmagic okay. 4K pocket <laughs> cinema camera. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But uh, it's it's a game changer. I mean, they're really reshaping the market right now for cameras, for video cameras, because mm -hmm. if you look at like a, the Sony AS7, I always forget the way that goes too, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. They have these six Sony cameras that are like $2,500. Mm -hmm. They shoot in 4K. I'm really interested in 4K right now. Hey, 4K is cool. Not to upload in 4K, but it just has higher quality. You get closer to film. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. If you think about the film transition to digital, I feel like, in the early 2000s, people were just really settling for this digital garbage. Like, the yeah. way it looked, it just right. wasn't, it wasn't there. Film is able to pick up everything, you know it what is. I mean? Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying this week's episode. This is our sponsors and shout out segment, and it looks like that we have, yeah, we have no sponsors for this week, but that doesn't mean you can't email us at generallyspeakingcast at gmail.com to inquire about putting your name on our podcast. Uh, so instead, it looks like we have a shout-out. Yeah, we have a shout-out to Kristen Motley for handling our logo for the Generally Speaking podcast. It came out fantastic. Uh, Kristen is an incredible graphic designer who will work to find your design needs, whether it be for a podcast, a new store, or unique wedding invitations. She's done it all. Uh, she's affordable and works really well on deadlines. And uh, Kristen's your girl. She's been my go-to graphic designer for the past few years. She always delivers and exceeds my expectations. So hit Kristen up at motleykristen at gmail.com. That's motley, M-O-T-L-E-Y, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N at gmail.com. All right, back to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's a good camera. It, and it's about $1,300, I think. That's not horrible. That's cutting all of these other camera prices in half. So yeah. they really are kind of turning up the camera market upside down with this camera. It looks like a brick. I hate how it looks. But I mean, like, that's how my camera was. I, okay, again, penny pincher. But when I got mine, it was like a bundle. And I was yeah. like, I can't say no to a bundle because you get everything that you want and more. Yeah. And it was a steal at the time. It was 1200 mm -hmm. which now I'm really appreciative for because now it's doubled since then. So. I'm just fascinated with your direction and the way you're going. I think multimedia is just a really natural area for you. It's always seemed like it, but you haven't been in multimedia before. I mean, you, you like we said before, you've delved into music and you've mm -hmm. always been sort of this artistic person that everyone mm -hmm. knows. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I guess... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to mention it, I guess. Well, I mean, I never... Okay, in high school... Like, journalism is in the back of my mind, but I, like, brush it to the side because mm -hmm. in my head, band director. Because I was doing band for so long. I thought, I lived, breathed, died, band. Yeah. A French horn, wanted to do the whole band thing forever. Then I didn't get into OU because of my grades at the time. Mm. So I was like, okay, maybe that's not the path I want. I literally changed my degree nine, ten times. Mm -hmm. It was, did like, education, like, childhood education. I did philosophy, music, literature, English, and then I landed on public relations at O-Trip, which tied into journalism. Yeah. And since then, I found a lot of, like, when I felt like how I felt in music, 
I felt very confident and that this is what I was supposed to do. And then I took it back. And it's not that it's something that I can't do. Yeah. But when I landed in here, I was like, I have so many skills that I like doing. Why wouldn't I take advantage of a career where I have I get to do so many different things? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm excited about. And like finding this. It's only been like two years since mm-hmm. I've landed in it. But like since I have it's changed my life completely. Like you're pretty certain about the direction. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so I guess this is the direction I was going with it is you're, you're a creative person. You kind of, you seem like someone who kind of has that need to have a platform or a, a medium to, to express yourself with. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of your means of doing that. Was there like a specific moment in your life where you realized that creating and sharing was what you wanted to do? I felt like when I took Gwen's PR class, when we, our last project, we had to do a pitch for a potential nonprofit company. Mm. It was fake, but she was eventually going to come into the class and we were going to pitch it to her. And when I did mine, Gwen pulled me aside and was like, why are you not doing this? Mm. Like, you, you are so good at this. And then I like reevaluated like what I was going through with this project. It was creating, it was writing, it was creating graphics, it was finding pictures, it was it was social media. It was everything yeah. that I liked doing. And I was like, you're right. It was like kind of like a light bulb. Yeah. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And I love drawing anyway. I loved just my own personal writing. And then photo was new, but I was like, I like doing that. Yeah, so, yeah. So I was like, where have I been? Like, yeah. I've just been like sitting under a rock for my entire life on my own shit. I think OCCC kind of has that effect on people. That's definitely my story. I didn't really have any idea what I was doing until my mentor, Sue Hinton, who you might have not met her. She's she hasn't been there. I've heard I've heard a lot about Sue. Yeah, she's been there forever, man. She's been there for like since 1972, like when the school started. Mm-hmm. She's been the journalism uh, professor, and she kind of scooped me in and was like, "Hey, man, I like what you do." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like "Cool." What up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember showing her my first writing, and she was like, yeah, this sucks, but we can make it work. And I was like, okay. And I don't know. I was pretty certain I wanted to do reporting even then, but I don't know. It's just crazy, like I said, how much it changes over time. I mean, like, and passions change, and that's not a bad thing. It doesn't... I think a lot of, like, what happens with discouragement, and especially in people our age, is when you fall out of, like, a phase of your life, you get your, like, your heart on yourself. You're like, why don't I do that anymore? It's, it doesn't mean you love it less. It doesn't mean you can't pick it up again. You're just trying different things. Because like, I see so many of my friends and like other people that I've graduated with, they just get like frustrated and they just get, they go back and forth and they're like, why am I doing this? I'm like, it's not a bad thing to go back and forth. Yeah. You can have multiple chapters of your life. It's okay. That's my thing. Is that how you felt about, like, because you were really invested in music for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was just, like, reality slapping me in the face being like, dude, you have a panic attack every single time you're about to go play, and you don't, you're never satisfied with any performance that you do, and by the time you get home, you're like a sob case because you didn't enjoy yourself. Do you want to feel that way with music forever? No. I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Or I'm Like, you're your own biggest critic, but... I don't want to const- I don't want to have a career where I'm constantly con- like battling myself. Mm. I want something that makes me happy. And that's like if just sitting in my room playing, that's the best joy that I could get in recording myself and putting it out that way. Yeah. But performing 
yeah, I'm more, I realize I'm more of a behind the scenes person yeah. than a public eye person. Like, I couldn't be someone in front of the, like, well, here, yeah. Here we are. But you had no idea you were going to be in front of the cameras today. I forgot to mention that to her. That's fine. Yeah. We're good. We're good. But I've just realized I'm more of a behind the scenes person and I express myself more strongly behind the camera. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something I had to realize also. I think when we get this idea of uh, being published or publishing your work, you're, you're, you are kind of putting yourself out there in the public eye. I thought that I was, I did a lot of in front of the camera kind of stuff. I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. Like it doesn't bother me, but I had to realize like, this isn't really what I want to do. I don't care. And I don't get satisfaction out of being a face people recognize. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I like the, the opposite of that. Yeah. But the behind the scenes work, luckily for us in the multimedia kind of world, there's a lot of stuff you can do behind the scenes, such as like we were saying earlier, website design and like, I don't know, just anything with cameras, obviously you're, right. behind, it, you're behind the scenes. And I think having control, you know, mm -hmm. being able to like manipulate the subject or to be able to perfect it in the post process or even there in the moment is, yeah. One thing that I learned from Rick and Gwen is I told, we made a goodbye video for them, but I'm going to quote it again anyway, but they made me never settle for okay. They made me settle for great every single time, mm. which is something that I cannot appreciate more. Like with music, obviously like you want to be perfect for every show and it never, no musician plays a perfect show. I'm sorry. Like you're going to, you're going to mess up at least a little bit Yeah. and you just breeze over it. And nobody notices, yeah. but you know about that mess up with multimedia. If you mess up, yes, it's okay, but it's something that you can correct. And it's the same thing with anything else. But I, with this, with this specific career, I feel like I feel the most confident where I will always settle for something great with it. Yeah. You know? You talked a little bit about, oh, can you get that fuzzy back on your mic? Yep, 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 yep. I mean, and all of this comes down to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all this comes down to like self-satisfaction and personal satisfa satisfaction in your life and happiness. Uh, like what today does happiness look like to you? Happiness today means waking up with more, more, uh, what's the word? More inspiration than the next, than the last. There we go. More inspiration than the last. Some more Pinterest. <laughs> All the Pinterest. No, um, I, what I like the most, it, okay, so I've read that the first thing in the morning is when you're most inspired, and right before you go to bed is when you're the most inspired. I've heard Sam Bean from Iron and Wine say that, that, I, you're, that you're closer to the subconscious. Yes, when it's When you're true. first waking up. It's very That's true. That's why he recorded like all of his music at like five in the morning or something. It's very true. And I've like sat and thought about that. And then I like ponder when I get up in the morning and I do have all these ideas in the morning and it's not like they fade out or anything. It's just like the most ideas yeah. hit in the morning and right before bed. Yeah. And for me, happiness is never burning myself out and being with people that I care about, enjoying what I do and just, I don't want to base happiness off a career because that's not good. I don't feel like happiness should come from just a career, mm. but I want to find something that gives me that balance and also find a life for me that is happy. So whether it's here in Oklahoma, traveling, getting out of state, which has been like a dream forever. Yeah. As long as I'm with people that I care about and I, get, I still get to do with no limitations as far as picking the job that I like, I think I'll be happy. Right on. Yeah. That's a good way to live. Yeah. Sounds like it's working. So far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, 
I think you have to get out of here pretty soon. You said you have the... What time is it? It's 6.40. Oh. What time did you have to leave? 7. Oh, okay. So well, then we have fine. a little bit, but I wanted to tell you this anyway. I have a gift for you. For me? Yeah. This is a, this is a generally speaking exclusive. And it's not so much of a, of a gift as much as it's me returning something to you. <laughs> I've had this for like four years, and I've... Always wanted to give it back, and I just never have. So that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I actually thought about this one like recently. I was like, I felt like I had a Charles Bukowski book. I don't remember what happened to it. Yeah, this is Charles Bukowski, Pleasures of the Damned, and it's a it's been a fantastic book on my shelf for the last <laughs> couple of years. I love this book so much. Every time I got close to being like, I could give it back to her. I just I I definitely forgot. I, I haven't meant to just keep it. But I've always been happy that I forgot too. So that's I'm glad you got so much pleasure from it. Yeah, I got so much use out of this, and I was actually wondering, putting you on the spot, do you have a favorite poem out of this book? Ooh, we do some poetry here. That's actually hilarious because I turned right to it. Is it the earmarked one? Because I earmarked mine. No, it's... you turned right to it. Mm -hmm. Destiny. It is destiny. Destiny, folks. Here on generally speaking, go ahead. The simple truth. Do you want me to read it? I do. Okay. I'll read mine after. Okay. You just don't know how to do it. You know that. And you can't do a lot of other useful things either. It's the fault of the way you were raised, some of it, and you'll never learn now. It's too late. You just can't do certain things. I could show you how to do them, but you still wouldn't do them right. I learned how to do a lot of necessary things when I was a little girl, and I can still do them now. I had good parents, but your parents never gave you enough attention or love, so you never learned how to do certain simple things. I know it's not your fault, but I think you should be aware of how limited you are. Here, let me do that. Now watch me. See how easy it is. Take your time. You have no patience. Now look at you. You're mad, aren't you? I can tell. You think I can't tell? I'm going downstairs now. My favorite t TV program is coming on. And don't be mad because I tell you the simple truth about yourself. Do you want anything from downstairs? A snack? No? Are you sure? What was that called? The Simple, the simple Truth. Wow, that was a really good one. Right? I think I've overlooked this one. I mean, you got a ton of poetry in here. And I've been like oh, such yeah. a Bukowski fan for so long. And I think it's probably thanks to you. Like, it's I don't okay. remember if you introduced it to me or not. But I, I don't know. I think I might have already been dabbling into it. I think so. I love it. I love it. All right. I'll give you mine, all right? It's called No Leaders, Please. Absolutely favorite. Except there's another one called Nirvana. Okay. Nirvana is a super good one also. And there's a, there's a YouTube video of Tom Waits reading it. So it's a really it's a nice one. Anyway, this is no leaders, please. <laughs> Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself. Don't swim in the same sl... How do you... Oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassing myself. How do you say that? Which one? Okay. Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself. Don't swim in the same sl... How do you pronounce that? S-L-O-U-G-H. Slow? Slough? Sloth? Slough? Slough. Slough sounds right. Slough? We're going to... Slough. 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 <laughs> oh my god. That was so loud. It was a lot louder than I was. Slough. Slough. It could be like the next Yanny Laurel thing. Okay. <laughs> Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself. Don't swim in the same slough. Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself and stay out of the clutches of mediocrity. Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself. Change your tone and shape so often that they can never categorize you reinvigorate yourself and accept what is but only on the terms that you have invented and reinvented be self-taught and reinvent your life because you must it is your life and its history and the present belong only to you Ooh. 
I love that poem. That's a good poem. That's a good poem. And now this is your book again. It's officially yours again. I know you were so excited that I like got out and got you something, but it's just something that's, no, been, that's been yours the whole time. It's okay. It's still it's brand new to me. It's a great book. Man. It is a very good book. There's so many poems in here that just hit home. I know. Well, he he has a he has a way about him. His words just cut right through you. It, 100%. It's, it's just the like the no bullshit attitude and approach to his words. He's just so blunt that it yes yeah. No other way to describe it. it. Just cuts right through everything you think that you have. Like you have these defenses and you have these walls, and I think he just knows how to cut right through them. He's what I love is like he is like the least poet, like poetic poet. Yeah. He's like he doesn't like floof. He's not romantic at all. Not at all. I think people have this idea of romance, like they romanticize poetry. It's a very romantic thing, I think. But with Bukowski, it's a very sloppy, gross, too descriptive, and just rough. Yeah. It's just rough around the edges in every sense. Oh, yeah. I love it. He's good, though. He's a classic. Absolutely. So, um, where are you heading off to today? I have a trainer. Yeah? I, well, here's the good thing with photography. I traded photos so she could train me. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're doing her photos, mm-hmm. like photography of her doing training? Or? Uh, she is a trainer, um, and she wanted me to do some workout photos for her, and I did those on Sunday. So she's training me as an exchange versus having me pay, make her pay. I would absolutely take that deal. Right? Like if someone wanted me to do some video of them, I would do that. Right. If, you want, if you want to help me work out, hit me up. Dude, I'll do yeah. some video for you. We'll get, we'll get on yeah. that promo. <laughs> now, I actually thought about getting a trainer. Dude. I really did. I was like, I want to get ripped, but I know I don't have the self-discipline to do that. It's been hard. Um, I became a vegetarian like seven months ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just mean, not that I don't like, I love meat. Sure. Not, I mean, obviously there's like a little moral reason of why, but not, that's not my priority. It's mainly because meat just never like sat right. You all know like my history of my poops. Like, yeah. I have hard poops. Poop count. <laughs> yeah, poop count. <laughs> what was that? 2K... Two K fourteen, Puka Two K fourteen. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That was incredible. Yes. What a year. What a year. <laughs> my, tally marking our poops. My ass was lit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. So meat didn't sit right with you. And I just once I stopped, my stomach has never been happier with me. Uh-huh. Like it's just been the best. And I already already ate a lot of soy, so it wasn't like a huge transition. Really? Mm-hmm. Where are you getting your soy? What is it? Like, just, like, fake meat. Like, really? Um, like, there's a brand called Morningstar, and I think it's called, like, Gardein or something like that. Mm. It's, it tastes just like chicken. Yeah. Like, identical to chicken. That freaks me out. Yeah, it's weird. I love soy. I, I think the only... Um, you know what I can't eat meat with hmm. is uh, Thai food. I don't believe I you. only eat it with soy. Ooh. Yeah. Or tofu, sorry. That's, but it's the, so the good, The tofu though. with, uh, like, some curry. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why I can't mm-hmm. do it with meat. It's so good, though, but... The girl that trained me, she kicked my ass yesterday, but I, the best. Like, that means she's doing her job good. Like, yeah. she, it's all cardio for the first half, and then it's all weight. But the, my plan is, because I lost 60 pounds a couple of years ago, and then mm-hmm. I gained 30 of it back. So I'm plan, trying to... Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> like, 50-50. Yeah. No, but, like, I'm just trying to get more off and keep it off versus, like, there's all the fad diets that everybody does, and I'm I don't... I'm on a fad diet right now. They work, but like, I'm. I don't know how I feel about them because I, yeah. every time I stop, they come. It comes right back. I was working out pretty consistently sometime last year, like the most consistently I ever have. Probably 
three or four times a week mm -hmm. and I was doing it good. I was feeling like, I, I, but I didn't, I saw a little bit of progress and it was getting exciting, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, my progress is mostly not in weight loss or how like my physique changed. Mostly in that, like, I could bike more miles. Right. I do a lot of stationary biking and stuff like that. A lot, just nothing but cardio and a, a little bit of upper body stuff. With it, yeah. But I just started dieting on in May. Um, nice. Doing a fad diet, the keto. Oh, how is that? I'm curious how that goes. Everybody's been different that I've heard. Look, Riley's going to roll his eyes. I love it. All right. <laughs> I love this diet. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's okay, let it's me tell you. It's a meat cheese diet? I, um, yeah. I mean, you just, you can't eat carbs. I right. mean, you can eat carbs. You're, you're going to have carbs, but you need to limit it to about 20 grams a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, even now, I'm on a much more liberal approach to the diet. So Mariah and I are both doing it. She saw the results from me last month, so I think she wants to do it now. Um, but I lost definitely like 15 or 16 pounds. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like you can really tell. It's like this, just these weird areas where I, like, I was like keeping fat. Like mm -hmm. in my back or something. I had back fat. I don't know. It's, it's somewhere. I, it's somewhere I, in there. It's somewhere, it's I somewhere weigh less. There. I don't know what it's all about, but I'm not on full keto right now. So like when you're on full keto, you have to drink a ton of water and you're dehydrated. You wake up every morning with like cotton mouth and leg cramps. I'm not getting that because I'm eating more carbs. I'm probably, I'm going to say I probably have about 100 grams a day. It's not bad. Yeah. I think the normal amount's supposed to be like 100, 150. Mm -hmm. I'm totally guessing, but. I mean. I love bread, so I can't do that. Yeah, bread's but, pretty good. You just yeah. gotta like sacrifice your love for bread, sacrifice your love for potatoes. Just go, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Just go like uh, <laughs> even for a couple weeks, even for a couple weeks. I had to like do it like kind of with a robotic mindset. Like, yeah. hey, don't think about how much you love this. Just do it. You cut, it's like no more. Cut it off. I do miss Chick Fil A. I will say that. When I got so excited, we found out we could eat Chick Fil A uh, a couple days. <laughs> A couple days ago, we found out we could eat Chick-fil-A because they have some sort of like non-bread. I think it's their grilled chicken. Yes. Grilled chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Didn't know those were a thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we're going to eat that sometime soon. <laughs> I have some news. We can eat Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It was a big deal for her. But I think uh, uh, just with my biggest lesson out of that was just learning like self-control. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so hard because I love sugar. Sugar, yeah. chocolate. 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 <laughs> what are they selling? Chocolate. <laughs> uh, I love it. So I was much. actually thinking about that earlier. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I just need it. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's it's all about just. I think after you give it up for like a couple weeks, you realize that you just don't need it. I know. Yeah, we had a cheat day last night, and Mariah always wants ice cream. I'm calling her out, kind of, but she always, she loves <laughs> ice cream. And I'm, like, really indifferent. I, I told her last night, even. She regretted every time we ever have ice cream. At the end of the night, she's always like, I shouldn't have had that ice cream. And I get mad because she's like, I only eat half my ice cream. I'm gonna If I get something, I'm going to eat it completely. I eat the entire thing, no matter what it is. If I have it, I'm going to eat it. So I had a cup of ice cream. I ate the entire thing, even though I was pretty indifferent about the whole thing. I didn't. It was good. Were you full? I was full, yeah, but like it just it just doesn't it, it doesn't make my night. It doesn't make my night at all to have uh, ice cream. But Fair. so it, she does this thing where she's like, "Let's get ice cream," and she like she'll get bummed out if I say no. Mm. So it's like a it's like a mind game. You know? uh, yeah. yeah, I have to say yes. Fair. Or else she'll be sad. It is a mind game. Girls play games. It's tough. Mm. It's not it's not easy. So <laughs> she regretted eating ice cream, which made me like. Feel like it was a pointless thing altogether, so I just had I, I don't know. We're doing so we're doing cheat days now. It's really weird. So we're not really doing keto the the, the really efficient way. But if you want, try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah. I'm, I've tr I've heard 
it can be a, like a hard, hard thing on your body if you do keto. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as long as you're going like a healthy route, then you're fine. Like yeah. as long as you're finding a balance. But I know people that like cut it completely and their body goes into like shock mode because they're so mm -hmm. used to carbs. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I do think it's absolutely hard on your body, but I think you have, that's what, you have to do it really responsibly and you have to do it. I'm doing it like cyclically, like in cycles. So like I'm mm -hmm. not going to do it three months straight. I just don't think that's good. No. You can do that. And I've read several forums that say like, yeah, you can do that. I don't recommend going keto for more than a year or anything like that. But right. it, here's my outlook. If I'm going to practice this diet, I'm going to do it every other month, like keto month. Non-keto month. Keto month. That's fair. Non-keto month. Yeah. And so this month, I, or the, we've been doing it for, I think, about a week or so. Um, and we've taken a different approach. Like, we thought we were going to go, like, 100% into it. And we were kind of just, like, we just had a cheat day. We're getting carbs. You know, your body needs carbs. So They do need carbs. But, yeah, cutting it down. That's, it uh, cutting it down isn't a bad thing. The point of the story is I was working out pretty consistently last year. Mm -hmm. Pretty consistently. Pretty hard. Okay. I saw little to no difference, maybe a couple pounds lost. Right. But after a month of doing this diet and you're just drinking a ton of water and like diet changes so much, mm. even the way you feel, man, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. Well, that's me just kind of bragging, I guess, about my <laughs> diet. But... I, I'm just doing so good on keto. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to also shout out to gym trainers. Like, I, you want me to... Dude. I, I would love that. I think I'd be a little nervous though. Like I, I'd be disappointing to them. Well, that's the good thing with her is like we already started off as friends, mm -hmm. so it wasn't like high pressure going in. But she's she's really like good at not being like you know. There's the trainers that are like, do it, pussy. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's not like that. Yeah. Like, but she said she told me she has clients that are like, be mean to me, tell me I'm worthless. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know. How you uh, can do that. I think I'm it's getting like, in a weird territory. Yeah, I know. I'm like, be nice. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got some daddy issues. That's like, uncomfortable. Yeah, I wouldn't like that at all. No, no, she, uh, she's super chill. Like, okay, so we did like eight intervals of 30 second sprints. Mm -hmm. So we put the, I've never done this. So I was just like really confused. I thought I was going to fall on my face. You bump the treadmill up to however fast that you can run, mm -hmm. right? Like sprints. And then you're standing like on the sides. This is probably super common and I'm just like, <laughs> but you put your feet there and then you jump and you run. Okay. Jump off. All right. That's all it is. But I'm still just like, what is this science? What, <laughs> what are you doing? And she's like, it's easy. And she's just like perfectly running. And I'm just like yeah, dying yeah. by the end of it. Stationary bike till the day I die, man. I'm, yeah. I'm too uncoordinated to do anything with my limbs like in action. Like I can't. I, I just don't. I run incorrectly. I stomp when I run. I'm like, doom, doom. I, every time I run, my body feels like it's falling apart. It's like kind of like an older car. Like it's some starts rattling. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 But she did a lot of um, other like weight training too, mm -hmm. which I, I love weights. I could, I could do weight training all day. I love weight, like weightlifting. It's, I'm terrified of weightlifting. It's not, it's not that hard if you just don't overkill it. Like don't overestimate of what you can do and then hurt yourself. That's what uh, I do. Oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Like there's, we have a lot of meatheads at the gym that are just like, <laughs> That, that's yeah. what freaks me out the most is like the culture behind it if you go into a gym and you're like you have to in order to work out those your arms or something you've got to be around other people who are really into working out their mm -hmm. upper body strength or whatever their arms and it, that's like the most intimidating part about it because you've got all these dudes that are like, and like you're going to be over there lifting like you know a fourth of the weight they're lifting and you know they're all judging you and they stare at you 
They do stare, but I think it's just like an intimidation game. Like, it's only intimidation. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like masculinity thing. You know what? I appreciate people who are totally humble and just really into fitness. Love those people. Oh, yeah. No, like there's always, I always get like a couple dudes that are like right around the corner where I'm like, <laughs> and they're just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, if you need anything, I'm right here. And I'm like, do you work here? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's just like chill. Like Planet Fitness, I'm not, it's not like this weird. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But everyone in there is like super chill. What I don't like though is they have Bagel Tuesdays and Pizza Wednesdays. What is the point? At the gym? Yes. That sucks. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's incentive? It's a non-judgment zone is what the, I can see them doing that like once a month. It's every like, week. You deserve it. Every week. Come here for some free pizza. Every um, week. That's nuts. Yeah. Twice a week they have bagels and pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't do well with that. No, I, well, I don't go when they serve it, so I'm like, cool. But... Yeah. They have a lunk alarm when you're being a douchebag, like, <gasps> clunk, <gasps> clunk. That goes, eh, 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 when you're being... Really? Mm-hmm. What, do you have, like, a little buzzer on your machine? Um, there's the guys up front or whoever's up at the counter. They'll press it when you're being a douche. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, anytime someone's, like, ripping, like, <laughs> just, they just push the button under the counter. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how, that's a good method. I'd hate to be yeah. that guy to push the button though. Like, oh, yeah. I'm do this without them looking at me. Yeah. If you're like yeah. the only one working that day. Yeah. And then they come up. What was that for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, yeah. I was in the sauna recently because I go to Tin Gym or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was in the sauna, and this dude was super jacked, super jacked. <laughs> I don't know if my body's different or what, but like I'm totally chill in a, in a sauna. I could sit in there. Like, I love saunas. I'm, I'm fine. But like every everyone else who comes in there seems really like uncomfortable. They're like really like. <laughs> They're breathing heavy and they're freaking out. And I'm like, man, this is not a good situation for this guy. He's gonna have like a heart attack. And so anyway, I was in there with this dude, just me and this guy. And he was he was uh, like going across. Uh, he was pacing in this little tiny room. You know, I would hate that. I was sitting there, just kind of chilling out, and I was listening to music. And he ended up talking to me, and I was like, oh, God, I'm putting that. What's up, man? <laughs> He's like, it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Is it hot? No, he was sweating a ton. He was just huge. And he, and he ended up making conversation with me, and he was being really nice. And he was like, yeah, I'm a personal trainer, but I'm also trying to get jacked for my bodybuilding thing. And I was like, sick, brother. That's awesome. And then uh, he's kind of like sold. He was like, yeah, man, are you looking for a personal trainer? Or I was like, wow, this is how it happens. <laughs> this is how they get you. This is the where sauna. they find you. They find you in the sauna. He's like, he's like thinking about not going to the sauna. He's like, well, I might find a client today. So... Sauna first. Yeah, and I I even told him I was like, yeah, no, that seems cool, but I I don't I I don't I feel pretty comfortable being weak. (laughs) They kind of laugh. He's like, that's cool, brother. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think I think it's six fifty nine now. You have any last comments? I mean, how are you? Is everything? Um, I always love catching up with you. This has been great. It's been a good talk, and I really like this podcast. It's just been super relaxed. There's no like script and it's just totally chill yeah for better or worse no script i think it's better i think it's way better like it's some people can't handle that but i think just talking is way more natural yeah yeah and it's just great to hang out and talk with you there's so yeah. much i didn't even know about that's been going on in your life in the last couple of years so. i know well now you know. good luck with your projects i'll Thanks. be checking you out on uh instagram you can see sierra simon photography what's mm-hmm. your that's my username. Sierra Simon Photography. <laughs> yeah. Look it up, see the work. I was checking it out. It looked really nice. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks Take for it having easy. me.